Before the bloodbath begins, slither your way over to the host's socials. For the podcast, slash over to Twitter at the BHO underscore podcast. Instagram, the Baron's Hideout Podcast. Then stab over to Dean's Instagram at Dean of the Dead Hot Sauce. Listen to the show on your favorite apps and Patreon. Enjoy the sleigh and try to stay alive. For the next period of time, strap in as the hosts rip and tear at the unsuspecting guests, and which to learn their dark secrets and methods of the genre. In this bloodbath, no one gets out alive. This is within the barrens. Um, it's been about six months, and um, there's some really cool stuff that has came out on his end, and I saw, and I enjoyed, and it's Stephen Lamorte. How are you doing, man? Hey, hey, Dustin. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm amazing. Uh, there's a lot of really cool things happening um, on the podcast side this year. Um, I'm upset that Dean couldn't make it today, but he had some family stuff going on, so as always, family... Family comes first every single time. Um, but um, we both saw the film that you emailed us about. And I was like, oh, my God, Stephen's got a new film. Let's fucking go. And I, I watched it. Um, I did rent it because, you know, I, I wanted to support you. So you don't have to oh, reimburse me or anything that. like that. So I rented it because I, I want to support everything you do. And the movie we're going to be talking about that you wanted to talk about is Bury Me Twice. And... Um, film the war zombie green screen crazy film and i love it <laughs> it's so good awesome um, thank you you that is the perfect summation of it it's uh it's zombies it's film noir and it's crazy <laughs> yeah it really is and it, another thing too um is it's so fast paced that there's no dull moment and i love that Usually when you think film noir, you're like, oh, it's going to drag on a little bit. There's a lot of plot and, and the way of everything. No. There's plot in the middle of the action that's going on. But there's no, like, downside at all. As soon as you get thrown into this this world, into everything that was built around this, it it's gung-ho from there. There's There's no stopping. Even when you get to the end, there is no stopping. And I appreciate that a lot. Thank you. Well, I mean, part of that comes from the necessity of if we have to animate every single shot, you know, we're not going to make them any longer than they have to be because <laughs> yeah. I'm the one animating these these damn things at two o'clock in the morning. Um, but, uh, you know, it was important that it is a hybrid of two genres. And, um, you know, sometimes zombie films and uh, or zombie stuff, even zombie TV shows can get kind of dour and you can get kind of bogged down. So it was really critical when writing the script that, you know, it didn't lean too far into the, oh, it's a bummer. The world has ended and we're just picking up the pieces. And instead, you know, the infection is just breaking out. And how are we going to deal with it? You know, it's more like okay. The Mummy and Pirates of the Caribbean than it is, uh, um, you know, Last of Us. I love Last of Us, 
But, uh, you know, it doesn't get you going the way running from, uh, you know, zombified mummies while you drive through uh, <laughs> Cairo with a machine gun, you know, and that's that's what we set out to do. Yeah. And um, I know when you, when you emailed us, you said there was, what, 2,500 effects you had to edit? That's right. Yeah. Oh 2,500 VFX God. shots. <laughs> so I was curious, how long did it take you to do that? The, the amount of hours you probably clocked into this thing was probably way too much. Way too much. Astronomical. Yes, it's true. I was a, a much less gray person when I started. Um, I mean, the idea for the <laughs> film was kind of to be like a, you know, a showpiece for could I do a Marvel movie? Um, and the only way to do, you know, there's so many people making small films and they're fantastic, you know, beautiful little bottle movies that take place in, you know, one location. And, you know, maybe they go to the basement or they go to the roof. At some point, they they try to get across the lake and they can't. And they go back into the house. We really wanted something big and sprawling. And this is a micro budget film. So just doing 1950s, unless you're locked in a prison cell, is going to be challenging. Right. Um and so we knew kind of early on that it was going to have to be an all green screen film. I've been, uh, you know, an amateur animator for my, my first movies were Star Wars movies, you know, hand animating lightsabers one shot at a time. And, uh, you know, so I've always enjoyed working with After Effects and stuff. And we shot the film and I want to say it was 20. 18 or 2019. Oh, wow. And then I spent uh, the better part of like two years animating all 2,500 effect shots. And that doesn't count the shots that we cut from the movie because, you know, much like an animated film, we shot the film and then uh, with the script as it was written. Um, and then we animated, did like a rough animation of most of it. We edited all the green screen footage together. And then we realized there were some holes in the movie and we said, okay, well, there's some stuff we can do with voiceover and, but we'd like to make it a little bit better. You know, a lot of people don't realize classic Disney animated films are they don't lock they didn't lock the script and then animate it they would you know they'd sketch uh rough like animatics of the scenes you know where it almost looks like a flip book the drawings are yeah. so simple and then as they become more sure that a scene is going to stay in the movie then they task somebody with finishing it shot by shot by shot so if you're watching the movie halfway through half of it's almost unfinished you know pencil sketches and the other half of it's glorious in color and and whatever yeah. so we took that approach because while the spine of the mystery was always there, some of the character development and, you know, some ideas that we had came in. And because it's green screen, you know, the sets didn't get torn down. It's a green screen, right? Yeah, so, exactly. You know, I'm picking up a wardrobe from a friend's house and uh, she had a 1950s Tommy gun replica. Oh, awesome. And I said, you know, I'm like, it's Thursday. I'm like, we're shooting on Saturday. Can I take your Tommy gun? And she was like, yeah, no, no, never a question of why, what I was going to do with it or why she had it. Um, <laughs> but I said, we have to put this damn thing in the movie. And then the shot made it into the trailer because it's like watching a 1950s detective firing a machine gun, you know, shredding uh, zombies is just is just so much fun. Yeah. And like when you see a Tommy gun, you are instantly ported to that era, you know, like it's so iconic. And it fits mm -hmm. so well. And when you when I was watching the film and you picked up, I was like, yes. Yes, like I knew it was in there because I saw the trailer and everything. I was like, this is this is great. I, I love this. And all like the dialogue and it, that's going on in there is really funny too. Um, and also how like you get the information about zombies out of like comic books. <laughs> you're, mm -hmm. you're asking the guy, how do you know all this information about zombies? And he's got comics. It's great. There's a lot of like comedic moments in here with also mixed with um, 
semi-serious um, tones um, because, you know, it's a detective and you want to make it seem a little bit serious and uh, it's um, a life-threatening thing because of what's going on in the city and it's in Hollywood. It's amazing. It's so good. I need more of this. Can oh. you please make more? <laughs> I really need more <laughs> films in this, in, in this style. I, like, not that many out there. Well, it's it's true. I didn't realize how, and I, I appreciate the compliment. I didn't realize how few uh, genre mashups like this kind of existed. Um, and uh, you know, I did a Google search for like zombie film noir when we were first developing this idea. Um, and when I didn't see it come up. I was like, really? It seems like because they. I mean, the first zombies, you know, there wasn't the infected zombies. The first zombies were like voodoo, right? Yeah. It was like you know voodoo Louisiana magic kind of stuff. Um, and I was really surprised that uh, hadn't really been done before, not in this way anyway. And uh, yeah, it was just super great to like, you know, be able to play and, and kind of bring people in and, you know, hats off, not just to the writers, Flip and Cindy, who also wrote The Mean One, mm-hmm. um, for, you know, really uh, capturing that, you know, the style while still injecting it with that zombie fun of, oh, there's you know, a thousand zombies and, you know, we're on a roof and we're trying to get across the sign and, you know, not just all that, but also to the the cast, you know, they're in a room. If they touch it, it's real. Otherwise, almost the entire set is all green screen with the exception of the cars. Oh, wow. So for them to be standing in a green room and I'm like, okay, you're in a, you know, and they've got light on them that looks like uh, blinds, you know, so there's a shadow of blinds on their face, even though there's no blinds in the scene um, and maybe a desk that's fully dressed. But then the rest of the room is just empty. And I'm like, okay, it's spooky. And they're like, all right, you know, you know, or like a Chasel, you know, who's also in the mean one uh, who plays uh, Flynn and also uh, Officer Burke, you know, very consistently walking through furniture in the movie. Just it just kept happening when we're shooting where he would like go left. I'm like, you just walked through a desk. And he's like, sorry, Steve, (laughs) he'll go back and, and, uh, and, and reset. Um, but it's great and it's super fun. And, you know, the, they trusted me so much and it was this real sigh of relief. And I was showing them the animation as we were shooting. We shot the film in in a little under three weeks and, uh, you know, it'd be like four o'clock in the morning and they'd get an Instagram message from me or a text from me. That's the two, like, that's like the heroes standing pose with the machine gun. They're like, that looks awesome. Can we see it moving? And I'm like, no. Uh, not, not yet. There yet. <laughs> not yet. I'm working on it. I'm one guy. I did have help from a second animator who um, I threw, I want to say maybe a quarter of the shots to. Oh, okay. um, you so know, you definitely once... took on a lot of it. Wow. Yeah. Well, I put hands on every single shot in the movie. Um, and then, uh, you know, about, I think, 500 shots, maybe I, uh, I gave to a second animator and then he took my project files and cleaned them up and, you know, did the did some of the sexy work to it. But I mean, it's it's fun being able to, you know, have a, a vision and, you know, be able to like genuinely, you know, it doesn't happen all the time on films between budgets and, you know, timing and stuff that you can get the exact shot you want. And, you know, with the way that we made this film, I could put the window exactly where I wanted. I could make time of day be as, you know, as as long as I needed it to be. And because the style wasn't realistic, we could have a lot more fun with it. You know, it was a concern when we started, what's this animation going to look like, right? We're not Pixar, you know, we're certainly not Spider-Man, right? So we don't, you know, you know, we're not what's this animation going to look like? And so we did a lot of tests with uh, experimenting with color and, you know, does this look realistic? Does this look like a PlayStation 2 video game cutscene? And, you know, we really, really, 
really settled on something that was uh, is like fun to watch, but doesn't take you out of the animation. It's my favorite compliment when people who've seen the film don't mention the animation at all. I slaved over this, but it's like, if you say a movie's got good cinematography, to me, I'm like, uh-oh, that means you didn't like the story, you know? So when people don't comment on the animation, I'm so happy. I'm like, oh, the animation works because you're just, you know, people like the story or, oh, I enjoyed the characters or the music or whatever. Then it means we've done our job because it's not about flashy animation. You know, we want to yeah. excite and make people laugh and, uh, you know, tell a familiar story in a, in a new way. Yeah. And zombies. that's definitely one thing I want to I highlight, too, is like there's so much zombie stuff out there. There really is. So at first, when you sent this to me and you said it was a zombie film, at first I was like, oh, no, not another one. <laughs> but then I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to watch it. I, I, I love your work and you're such a, a great individual. And I'm like, I'm going to watch it because I, I love zombie stuff. Don't get me wrong. But it's just like, oh, my God, there's so much out there. But you watch this one and it's so fresh. Like nobody has done this before. It feels brand new. It's like I'm watching something I've, I've never seen before because I haven't. Um, you know, I've seen film noir films. Um, you know, the the closest thing I can really relate this to um, of modern years is like Sin City, like mm-hmm. when you were doing all stuff like that. But obviously, mm-hmm. it was a higher budget and, and studio. But for you to be able to kind of have it on the same level as that, in my eyes, I was like, you are nailing it out of the park and, and getting all the tones right and everything and then throwing in zombies and making it feel so fresh and, and crazy because it's a mystery and you're really in there. You're like, what's going on? How are they turning into zombies? And when you find out, you're like, okay, that definitely sounds like something that would have happened back then. You know? mm-hmm. And then when they have to go and retrieve it and you see what they're doing, you're like, this is definitely something that would have happened back then if zombies were real. <laughs> so it's, it's it. great. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's, um, you know, it's kind of fun too, when you're writing, you know, depending on the project, sometimes we start with the story. Sometimes I have like visions for a set piece. So I have a, a new movie now and I'm like, I don't know where it's going to go, but I'd like to flood an elevator. And they were like, uh, <laughs> I mean, j- just from a, like from, from a building standpoint, from a logistical standpoint, narratively speaking, I don't even know where that would fit in there. I'm like, let's just try, let's just try. Yeah. I'd like to flood an elevator. And so there's some stuff in this film that were like ideas that I've had and uh you know you kind of have this crazy idea oh what if we're on a a cliff and you know you're you have to get across a bridge and there's you know crocodiles in the bottom what if we did that with zombies you know crazy yeah. silly little things like that that uh drift in and, and in most mo- formats and mediums you know that could be a real problem <laughs> you get to production and yeah. you're like how many zombies can we board how high up can we be do we need to trust do we need wires but with the leaning into this animated style you know we're able to do all kinds of cool stuff and we're like oh yeah well what if uh halfway through the scene they knock over a can of formaldehyde and now the zombies are on fire all right why not you know (laughs) stuff like that and uh you know it's it's all filmmaking is like taking your toys and, and, you know, kind of playing with them in the sandbox. And when you're going with green screen, it's like, yeah, we can do, we can do anything. What if they flew? They, they don't, but they could. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. You know? So super fun. Um, what's something else I wanted to bring up? Um, oh yeah. I wanted to ask, cause you're mentioning animation, mentioning people walking through furniture and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Was there a, a, like a shot or like just like one scene that you were finding to be most difficult out of like the rest of it, or is it all equally challenging? I'm always really fascinated um, 
seeing if there's a scene that, that stumps. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, from a technical standpoint, there's some underwater stuff in the third act of the movie that was really tricky because um, typically you would do we we shot it dry for wet, so you know we're not in a in a tank, we're in a uh, you know we're in the same green space, yep. and um, Theo uh, who plays Earl. He's like six five. That is a, a, a substantial human. I mean, he's a wow. very big guy. And so like wire rigging him was not really going to be an option to suspend him. Um, so, you know, we had to kind of do every trick that we could to try to make him look wet to, you know, we shot at a, at a higher frame rate. So everything was super slow motion, but then how do zombies move in slow motion? So then we had to change their their clothing so that the clothing would ripple with the fan so that it would look like they were underwater. But oh, then they had wow. That's, that's really cool. Because <laughs> he has short hair in the movie. So you can't see, there's no like water rippling through his face. It's not like he's got long flowy hair that's moving. Yeah. So then we had to make the zombies that were underwater. They needed to have their hair. They had to all go back to makeup and have their hair like loosened up and lightened. And we chose their clothing specifically so that it would move in the, uh, you know, with the fan, because that was the only thing that was going to really convey that this fake underwater scene was real. We could add the seaweed, which has no place in the kind of underwater location that they're in, but I thought it was <laughs> whatever, <laughs> you know, but we added, you know, oh, the God. it's as like, you know, they're like, uh, someone brought that up at one point. They're like, it wouldn't be seaweed if it was man-made. And I was like, it looks cool. Shut the hell up. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so there was just a lot of, you know, between that and then like, how often does he breathe? You know, uh, every time he breathes, bubbles come out of his mouth. Well, they're dead. Do they, do bubbles come out of there? So there was a lot of like, um, artistic license had to be taken because the execution of it, a lot of people don't realize half of really good VFX comes from the way it's shot, not the way it's animated. Okay. So some so silly stuff, seemingly simple things like getting the lighting right or, you know, uh, having the angles match up, knowing what lens you used for your foreground elements. So you can match the lens, the, the virtual lens that you're animating later, like all of those little things go to making something kind of snap together. So that sequence seemingly simple and the execution was a lot of like basic stuff. Um but it was like driving me crazy trying to pull off this underwater scene, dry for wet with zombies in black and white. Yeah, it was was crazy. Just but imagine if he did this in color. <laughs> <laughs> there is a color version of the film, but um, it's just like dramatically harder because, you know, film noir is generally black and white. Yeah. And we really wanted to like up the contrast so that, you know, and every time like something animated didn't quite look perfect well in black and white we'll just make it dark and call it style so you know <laughs> you know you listen to that kids <laughs> it's i mean that's the look right when you're doing 2500 of anything i can assure you when you're like halfway in the middle you're at like shot 1783 oh and you're God. really tired and it's like one o'clock in the morning and you're like I've been working on this for too long and I have so much further to go. You start yeah, thinking, what day is it? <laughs> like maybe, maybe, maybe cheating is the way to go. Um, and every animator does it, um, but usually they have help. So it's a little, you know, <laughs> a little more forgiving. Um, yeah. Crazy. So, wow. 2,500. Mm -hmm. I still can't get over that amount. <laughs> so crazy. Now you're going to do well, your next film doubling that. And you got to do it also. Oh, 
That's right. And I'll do it by myself. That's right. You'll see me in at my, uh, my, you know, 60th birthday party with a long beard. Son. <laughs> You'll just be walking out of a cave. What, what right. year is it? <laughs> what year? Are we still making movies? And like, no, nah, man, everything's virtual reality. Now you got to go back in. I was like, okay. That's another thing that's really crazy now with like all the VR stuff coming out. Mm-hmm. I, I, like, I, I really want to go into the VR world and like, you know, consume it, but it's so expensive. And, I'm excited to see where filmmakers are going to be able to take VR from. And I feel like you are one of the many people we have talked to because like you're so grounded in what you do and you love doing things like low budget, but really great concepts and they all come out so well. I want to see you do something VR. I think that would be <laughs> so sick doing another like film noir film or like another like the mean one type mm-hmm. or mashing them together film noir slash the mean the noir one mean one. Oh boy yeah that would that would be that would be crazy and that in vr oh my god that'd be sick well you want to laugh i've actually made a vr film really uh, yeah i did it about uh five years ago and um it's called uh uh zombie survivor but the er is has a vr in it oh um, wow mm-hmm. and uh and this is, uh, I don't know if it's available publicly anymore, but um, the, to get around the like limit, we were just, this is like when VR first started getting popular, yeah. like six or seven years ago. And so you're basically in a medical tent. You've just been bitten by like, uh, by something. And you're in a medical tent while the zombie uh, outbreak is happening outside of the tent. So it starts with you as like a patient and you're, you know, if you look down with the headset, you can see your hands are strapped to the bed and um you know, you're the doctors are like, you'll be okay. Everything's going to be fine. And then you keep blacking out. And every time you wake up, the tent is like more and more jacked up and oh, wow. uh, you know, creatures are coming in and they get like right in your face and stuff. And uh, it's, uh, and by that the end, so fun. Yeah. By the end, you're like surrounded by a horde. And then if you've ever, I, I'll spoil it. Cause I mean, it's been years at this point, but the, the, the finale and the real thing that made me want to do it was like every, you can feel like you're in the middle of a zombie horde um but not like surrounded except in vr so if you look down you see your body and then if you look around there's zombies are all around you 360 degrees pawing at you in 3d vr and then it ends with um uh like an alien style chest burster like popping out of your chest wow it's your chest so like you're seeing it as you look down it's uh it's trippy it freaked a lot of people out that's really cool. Now you got to get like the things that you can like feel the sensors and stuff. <laughs> so you can feel thing. everything. Wow. Yeah. So if you do make another one, mm-hmm. I need I I need to get a hold of that. Let me that see if I so fun. if I have the file. Maybe I can maybe I can send you something because oh, that was a that was a cool one. And now I'm very confident that like you know the VR and stuff you know, kind of like with 3D where it got really popular and it got less popular. I think with Apple announcing their new headset, there's yeah. going to be a market for VR stuff. And I just happen to have some VR in my back pocket. So that's awesome. So um, uh, survive, survive VR. It's uh, coming for your face. Oh yeah. That sounds so fun. <laughs> Everything that you do, it just has like this charm to it. And, and I love that. Um, like you have such a distinct feel to your films and I, I I know it goes to everybody that's a part of it, but I, I love the team that you have crafted. And now hearing that you can be doing stuff with like Buzz on the Lens guys mm-hmm. and going, you know, a little bit bigger budget, like I am I'm all for it. Is there anything you can tell us about there? Or is it all hush hush right now? 
Um, what can I say? Uh, well, we haven't formally announced it yet, um, but we're hard at work. I have a script meeting tomorrow. And, uh, you know, one of the big, a lot of, some people know that some people don't, but, you know, I went to high school with uh, Mike and Steve and, and Jason, all the Fuzz in the Lens guys. Um, and uh, we started doing comedies, right? We were, you know, a part of the school uh, TV station. And, you know, everybody, people always wanted to be in the news desk. And we always wanted to make like sketches and skits and, you know, parodies and stuff. So we've been doing this garbage since, you know, 14, 15, 16 years garbage. old. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's just, it's just absurd. Um, I love it. And if you're, uh, you know, this job is too fun. If you're not, it's too hard. If you're not having fun, like it's not worth doing. Yeah. And every time I go to New York, we always have a blast shooting together. They're the guys I call when we, you know, whenever we have a production that, uh, you know, cause I live in LA now. And so this new one, you know, we were, when we were developing the idea, and brought them this concept and said, hey, here's what I want to do. Um, they're like, oh, that's really cool. And one thing we all agreed was we wanted to do something that was not just fun, but funny, you know, yeah. so like a horror comedy and that we really wanted to step up the practical effects, not necessarily making them like, you know, stomach churningly gory, but whether it's puppet work or set building or wire gags, like we really wanted to do some really cool in-camera stuff and uh the things that i've been building trying to figure out how to say it without saying it the stuff <laughs> that we're experimenting with um is going to be really really rad and uh so we're going to like lock ourselves in what i imagine will probably be you know like an abandoned school or something build this crazy set and and just go nuts and just have fun and, and make something that uh will be funny and, you know, hopefully exciting and uh, that people are going to really dig when, uh, when we finally announce it. Oh, I'm so amped. Like you can't be teasing me like this. And everybody is like that right now. I've been seeing people are like, Oh, um, I know they also have like the, the stream movie that's going to be coming. Mm -hmm. They're teasing so much stuff about that. I'm like, please, I, I need it. I need it now. You guys have been talking about this for like two years. I need it. Yeah. Like I, I backed the project and everything. I'm like, please, can we have it? And now we have the poster and I'm like, wow, that looks sick. And also the yeah. casting is is amazing. So I'm so amped to see what what's going to be happening with yours because they're they're like an up and coming. You're an up and coming. So having both of them, both of your worlds be combined like this is amazing. And um, I love indie filmmaking because of those two things of just how crazy you can get when mm -hmm. you're doing it essentially all by yourself. Well, That's, and there's also an, an element too of um you know, I've worked on larger shows and I've been a, a small cog cog in a very big machine. And, um, I'm not saying it's not fun because it is really cool to have like resources like, Oh yeah. yes, we've got five cameras. Or, oh, we'll just bring the steady cam in. The guy's been waiting all day, like fly in. the <laughs> it's, it's awesome to have those things. It's so nice when you have a problem to solve it with money. Like that is the, really the easiest way. Um, but it does rob the production of a little bit of joy, right? When you have to think your way out of a problem, when there's some guy sitting behind you who's like, oh, by the way, we changed the whiskey to vodka because we got a sponsor. And I'm like, but the plot revolves around it being whiskey. They're like, oh, you'll figure it out. I'm like, are you serious? Like, really? You're going to change the, you know, and that that can is why I think you see a lot of um, larger studio films that end up. Uh, you're kind of feeling like a camel, right? Like a horse, you know, they say a camel is a, a horse designed by a committee. Yeah. And it's really fun when you get like that, you know, a handful of, of crazy people 
right? You, they're all in on, on the joke or the gag or whatever it is. And then we're all just like working together and, you know, oh, we, we ran out of glue. So let's use chewing gum to stick the thing on the, oh, okay, well, um, we need another background actor. So uh, you, you'll put your hand in the shot, you know, <laughs> just being able to like kind of do all that. And, and it's uh, very exciting to know that the world is excited for the freshness of that, you know, for low, low tech, you know, simple independent films that are kind of crafted on the outside or people are like, you know, what if, uh, what if a tire was a killer and it could like, you know, it oh, could yeah. run around and, and, and kill people. Like it's an insane concept. Someone thought it would be a good idea. A couple of people decided to get together and help them do it. And that film is super fun. It really who, is. Who would approve this movie? What person with like in their right mind would be like, yeah, let's make a movie called Velocipaster or Wolf Cop or any of these, you know, Wolf outlandish Cop, films. Yeah. And you know, people love it because they like that it's fresh and you can really tell that like an artist crafted this. There's only so many sequels you can make to certain things where like the passion's gone and they're just, you know, trying to cash grab or, or you know, drag it out or extend it. So um, it's an exciting time to be a, an independent filmmaker because I don't need a, a million people to dig what we do. I'd like it. That'd be awesome. And yeah. I'm sure, you know, it's very helpful, but I always find that uh, there's only so many things in this world that are unanimously loved. Um, and outside of that, you know, the number of people I know who have come up to me and said like, oh man, you're the, the montage and the mean one, the Christmas training montage is like my favorite Christmas training montage ever. And I'm like, it's not that many people who have said that, but for a handful of people, we, we, we really made an impact. And that, yeah. that's, that's why we do it, you know? Um, yes. Yeah, and, just have fun making it with uh, with people you like is oh man it's just the best yeah that's great and um it makes me happy to hear people have those thoughts now and, and and feeling that when you are the one that's creating it and you know you have this family as you said earlier like you know that there's some cast members that are in this one that were in the mean one and you know you mm -hmm. have the same writers that were involved with the mean one as well so there's a lot of like continuity on on that end of you feeling like oh this is this is something I know I'm going to like because like it's, it's by Steven. He's got his friends in here and oh, I need, I need the new film. I need it. And I need, <laughs> I need to see the mean one again. I need to see it again. It's um, coming. I, baby. Got, it's I got coming. the poster right here. So. I love it. It's in a perfect spot. I mean, it's right behind your head. So if yeah, you want to yeah. Yeah, bit, I know yeah. I'm, I'm blocking it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. I love to see it there. That's that's in, it's in good company. Yeah. It's... Uh, yeah. We have a, uh, we actually have a, um, a lot of killer uh making of like behind the scenes stuff that uh we'll be like announcing more formally shortly nice. and it is um i was very very clear in working on this stuff i said do not polish this thing and make it seem like a million people spent a billion dollars on this giant huge thing i want the weird stories I want the the weird people. I want you to know, you know, where the how small this thing really started before it grew and turned into, you know, where it went. And um, it's a, a super fun watch. And I think anybody that digs the movie or even likes independent filmmaking, um, or you know, the movies that made us that series on Netflix, yeah, you've ever seen that. So it's it's very much in the style of that. I'm like, don't hold back. Do not try to polish this up and make it seem like it's something that's not because this is our process is, you know, 10, 15 people calling every favor and we all run around the woods with a camera and, you know, try to make some people laugh. Yeah. Wow. I'm excited. Um, 
Another thing I wanted to ask is for um, Bury Me Twice, is there any physical um, media for this or is it just on streaming right now? Not yet. It's just streaming now. We're starting off, uh, Bury Me Twice is now streaming on Amazon. Um, in uh, It'll be available worldwide shortly, but right now it's it's in only in certain spots. But you can watch it on Amazon, on your computer, your tablet, smart TV, whatever. You can rent it or you can buy it. Um, if you want to do both, that's awesome. Um, and uh, there's uh, plans for physical media coming, but right now we're just trying to kind of get the word out about the film. Um, and uh, really the best way people can support, in addition to renting it, which thank you, by the way, I appreciate that. Of course. Um, is rating it, honestly. Um, you know, if uh, after you've watched it, if you, you know, could you rate it, you know, maybe give it five stars, maybe say the director's handsome, you know, any, all that stuff. <laughs> yes. Any kind of ratings, you know, on Amazon or on IMDb, um, that really helps us out because, uh, you know, we're not the the best thing you could do for a film aside from talking about it is just helping us to rank higher in the search because we're, you know, we're buried behind the Meg 2 and, you know, Blood Fart Lake and all those other crazy stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, we'll, we'll be uh, so. Yeah, uh, there's plans for physical media, but for right now, um, it's all all streaming uh, on Amazon. Then it'll expand as time goes on. The poster is awesome too. I, I need it. I need it beside. You want that one too? Yeah, hell yeah, dude! I'll see what I, I can have. Do. So many posters. I still gotta. I gotta grab it. That would, that would be so sick. Yes, anything. I I want. I want a soundtrack because the music mm -hmm. in it is is really good. It's very minimal, but it really puts you in that world. And I and I like that about um movie soundtracks of it being minimal but very impactful. Um, mm -hmm. And this movie has that all around. It's just like how it was in the mean one. You get to this one and they're like, yes, this is film noir. And it's like an hour and a half. But like I said, it's so fast paced that it, it didn't even feel like it. Like you go from one scene, to the next one, to the next one, and then, and then you're mm -hmm. done. And you're like, what? That's it? <laughs> That's it? Come on. It's it's so good. And I can't I can't say say that enough. It It really is super fun. So I hope everybody goes to check it out. It's a great watch. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, we um, we really wanted to do this genre mashup and not make a zombie movie with detectives, but make a film noir movie with zombies. You know, so the first third of it definitely is, you know, slow burn, thread the needle. They're doing mystery, you know, sleuth sleuthing, you know, solving and, and trying mm -hmm. to, to. And that's why the score in the earlier parts of the film is definitely more noir, more jazzy, you know, that more uh, 1950s. But then once it picks up at the end and there's thousands of zombies and they're breaking through the glass and catching fire and all that crazy stuff, um, you know, then it gets a little more synthy and poppy and, and uh, you know, a little more bombastic, which is which is my favorite. I mean, if I could if I didn't make movies, I would be making music and it would just be like drums and 80s style synthesizer. Like, oh, yeah, meow, I'm right there with meow, you. Meow. Yeah. Just just John Carpenter music, just to offer everything. I'm so glad it's back in style, by the way, now that we're doing uh, like we're doing commercial stuff. And sometimes they're like, oh, you know, it's OK, but, you know, we we want to give it a little more pop. I'm like, what if we did 80s neon? And they're like, yes, I'm like with synthwave yeah. music. And they're like, sure, that sounds cool. And I'm like, yes, yes. I'm so glad it's back in style because that is my jam. Yeah, same. I've been listening to so many synthwave bands like I, I listen to. Um... A gunship a lot they they are amazing they are so so good um and then also like other movie soundtracks that are starting to get like synthwave in there or seeing other films um of the past couple of years that have had synthwave for like their their music is so good i don't there's just something about it that feels 
there's like more emotion in it or mm-hmm. i don't know what it is but there's a something on the level that you can you can feel the scenes and i feel the scenes in this one and ah more synth wave all around just keep yes. keep doing it <laughs> keep doing it there's a playlist that i've been um doing some animation to this is my whole life is just listening to music and like putzing away at the you know my creative endeavors um, and uh, there's a playlist that I've been really into. It's called, uh, I think it's like three hours of the best saxophone synthwave. What? I got what? That yes. sounds interesting. I'll send you the link. If anyone is into it, it's literally just like a YouTube, you know, like one long YouTube video. It's got this big muscular guy playing a saxophone as the as the uh, thumbnail. And, <laughs> okay. and it's just, you know, it opens and it's just, it's it's just saxophone music. You're like, oh, that's cool, and then it goes bow bow bow. Yeah, that does sound interesting. <laughs> Send that so, to me. It's so wild, and it's like I'm I'm just sitting there working, and my wife's like, "Is there saxophone with the synthesizer?" And I was like, "I told you, I told you to knock before you come in my room." <laughs> oh, but that's yes. another thing I wanted to congratulate you on is that you you got married. You know, not that long ago because last time we were talking, you guys were you know you were still engaged and saw that you got married and it looked beautiful so i want to i wanted to congrats to both of you on that thank you thank you very much yes we did we got married in april um we took a break between movies to uh you know get hitched um and uh yeah so now i'm uh, i'm married to mayor mcbean um and uh it's uh, it's super awesome because i uh direct and produce and she produces and acts and um you know, a lot of people have different opinions about who's the boss on the film set. I say it's a director. <laughs> she says it's the producer. Now that we're married, in my opinion, might might have to change on that. So, uh, <laughs> we're, thank you. Oh, we're we're excited to keep uh, keep living and keep creating together. That's awesome. That's that's a great thing too. Is being with somebody that you know thrives in the same world that you do. You know, having that one person that connects on on the level that you are, and you can go and enjoy these things together and experience them together instead of having to know um talk to them about it you both experienced it so you know what it was like being there so that that must feel amazing well it's you know you're going to making a movie is, is kind of like going to going to battle right mm-hmm. terrence our uh stunt coordinator says that all the time you make you know you go to you make a making movies like going to war um and so when you can you go with friends exactly and uh you know when you're when you know we're shooting it's four o'clock in the morning and you know the we know we have two more hours of shooting and it's cold and we're tired and the blood gag's not working or the, you know, people are falling asleep or whatever is going wrong. It's a very different feeling when instead of like, Oh, my wife is, uh, is at home. I wish I could be home. It's like, no, she's, she's here in it yeah. with me. And, uh, you know, we can drive home and complain about the same stuff and, uh, yeah, it makes it, it's just, uh, it, it just makes it a lot more fun. And, um, you know, you have someone you can you can share the you know the highs and the lows with, and uh, you know, going on the press tour for the mean one with my wife. Ah, oh, it's great! Like it's that's so awesome. They they save money on hotels, and uh, we get to go on a trip together. So it's it's yeah, awesome. awesome. We love it. That's absolutely awesome. Ah, oh, Stephen, it's always great talking to you. It really is. You you you're just a bundle of joy. Everything <laughs> that you do, it's just it's so <laughs> uplifting. And uh, it was like that when we, when we talked to you last time. It was just listening to the stories that you were telling and now hearing about these new ones and the, the new films that you're going to be doing and it, your passion behind filmmaking and being a creator in general. It, it really rubs off on me. It makes me want to continue doing what I'm doing 
And I love I love doing what I'm doing and you know, hosting these shows and, and talking to people like you and then having some of them return like yourself is is great. And I, I wanna, you know, always say this is whenever you have something that's coming out that you want to announce, you are more than welcome to come back on. Like email <laughs> me like you did. You emailed mm-hmm. me, I was like, even I was like, oh, okay, it's Stephen Lamore. This is real, this is awesome. And he did the meme one, and he's like, oh, I have a new film. I'm like, oh, new film? I thought it was going to be like meme one news. And I saw it was a new film, and I was I was so amped. I'm like, okay, I got to check this out right now. And I did. <laughs> and I oh, fell in love awesome. with it. Oh, I'm so glad. Well, there there will be more mean one news coming uh, soon, and uh, I'm I'm just happy that uh, you know that uh, people enjoy the things that we create, and um, yeah, I love chatting with you guys, and you know I I do listen to the podcast now that I'm following you on social media and, and listening oh, and you. stuff, and you guys have had some some really awesome guests and stuff, and as soon as this one was ready to drop, I was like, I got to go back and see Dustin and Dean, man, I got to get in there, yeah, and and we got to chat about uh, you know chat about bury me twice, and uh, I'm so you know I know you guys have varied interests, so I was like, oh, I wonder if you know if you or your audience would be into it, and I'm I'm glad to hear you liked it, so yeah, and I want everybody to go check it out, seriously, go go rent it, go buy it, it's really not an expensive movie either. And I mean, that doesn't shy me away from anything, but I know there's a lot of people out there like, oh, well, how expensive is it? I think to rent, it's like three bucks and to own is mm-hmm. like eight or something like that, like around that mm-hmm. range. So it's really not that bad. And it's a great film. It's um, I've been using this term a lot is, is popcorn films. Like you can just sit down with a bucket of popcorn and eat it. This one, it, you, it's totally what it is. You can sit down and time will fly by. And if you have a good surround sound too, oh my God, it makes the experience so much better that's what i did i have a nice surround system when i'm watching films to really get that experience and it's, it's great oh man good job on you and your team and, and everything that you've been doing and um this was a fun chat it's it's always fun talking to you thank you it's always fun talking to you guys and uh well talking to just you unfortunately <laughs> we yeah. you'll you know we'll have to uh catch dean up on the on the next one um and uh yeah man thanks for having me it's it's been a blast love chatting about movies and uh let's make some more and let's talk about them yeah let's do it man and if you ever need an extra in the film um hi <laughs> hey, no problem all you gotta Look. do is pay me in cookies <laughs> oh that's it oh wow that's a that's a really budget friendly uh, do you have any dietary restrictions nope <laughs> oh, perfect fantastic our makeup artist ashley on the mean one makes the most insane chocolate chip cookies. This is no joke. She brought that. She was being really coy. She's like, oh, I'll make some cookies for the last day of shooting. I made us stop. I held up production for about five minutes because I saw there weren't that many cookies left so I could sit and eat one more cookie. This is no joke. Wow. And this, you asked the crew and they were like, they're like, no, you know, we're ready for the next, uh, the next shot. I'm like, you gotta give me a second. And they were like, for what? I'm like, I'm eating the damn cookie. Okay. <laughs> Leave me alone. Cookies. When I get back, let me have this. Um, yeah, so we'll get her to make you some cookies and, uh, and you'll be all good and we'll cover you in blood and it'll be awesome. Yeah, that, that's great. Um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> um, but Stephen, thank you so much for being here and, and talking about this new film and hope everybody who is listening goes to check it out. Let Stephen know what you think about it. Leave those reviews. Um, let us know what you think about it as well. And, um, I'm excited. Sure. I really, really am. So, um, thank you so much for being here and thank you for everybody who's listening and, uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Stay scared. <laughs>